Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about great expectations. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. This week's Torah portion is called Shoftim, which means judges. You can find it in Deuteronomy chapter 16, verses 18 to chapter 21, verse 9. The half Torah portion is Isaiah chapter 51, verse 12 to chapter 52, verse 12. The Brit Hadashah is Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. So overall, not a very long uh, Torah portion, so I definitely encourage you to dive in, read it, and learn more about your creator and the one that we serve. This week I wanted to talk to you about great expectations. It's something that's been on my heart for the past few days and, <coughs> excuse me, I, uh, I'm not, for anyone wondering, going to be discussing the book by Charles Dickens called Great Expectations, which I was required to read in high school, and I'm going to be honest, and did not like that book. But this has nothing to do with that book at all, actually. It just has to do with our own personal expectations about how maybe our life should go, how situations should happen, and maybe even the expectations we have when it comes to Adonai. And this past week has been interesting. I unfortunately came in contact with lemon, which is something I have an allergy to, and my lip decided to break out in blisters, and so I look like a leper now. But the expectation this week was also I I started school again so I'm driving a school bus for a private school they started August 9th which is my birthday and so I got to go to school uh go back to work on my birthday and thankfully I love the kids that I drive and the problem with having great expectations and this is something that I've struggled with my whole life is that when you have high expectations or good expectations or what you might call great expectations, you have this thought process and mindset that things are going to work out a certain way. And unfortunately, when they don't work out that way, you are highly disappointed. Now, growing up as a pessimist, I tended to not have great expectations or have high expectations of others because I knew that if I did, they would simply disappoint me, (laughs) which some may say is a jaded way to look at life. But I think it's also kind of a realistic one because if you don't have a high bar or high standard for people, um, they're actually more likely to surprise you. And then you actually, uh, are happily surprised by the fact that they have, uh, exceeded your expectations. Now I did go back kind of old school and look up the word expectation and it means the after state of expecting or the state of being expected. That's the noun. The plural, usually plural is something looking, uh, something looked forward to whether feared or hoped for. 
an attitude or expectancy of hope, anticipation, or statistics when it comes to the numerical probability that an event will occur. So I looked up the word expectation in my handy dandy U version app and a lot of things popped up and it made sense once I looked up what expectation meant because hope is in there. And so it's a direct link to the word hope. Hope is something that helps us all, gives us something to live for, I think. Um, when one has hope, you have the expectation that something good is bound to happen. And therein life is worth living. At the most basic human level, that's something that I think we all have in common. When we lose our hope, sometimes we lose, lose the will to live. And there's so many times in our lives where we can lose that hope. Or maybe even lose that hope in um, Adonai. And maybe what our expectation of who he is doesn't meet the God that maybe we've created in our own minds. There are many times where maybe we're expecting God to do something miraculous in our lives in a certain way. You know, it's like when people pray and they pray these very specific prayers, which isn't a bad thing, but they pray these very specific prayers. Now, prayers, they say, now, Lord, I want you to heal my body. Show these doctors that the tumors that were in my body have disappeared and I can only, the only explanation is you and I can only glorify you. This is, you know, this is what I'm believing in. This is what I pray. Amen. And when that is not how it happens, their expectation of who Adonai is can become warped or jaded. Now, I think it's awesome if you do pray something like that and the, the Lord answers your specific prayer. Like you asked for this and I'm going to supply the need that you have in this situation. But a lot of times God, we treat him like a genie and he is not a genie. He's not a omniscient being who lives in a bottle. And when you rub on that bottle, he pops out and says... Your wish is my command. How can I serve you? He is the creator of the universe. And so many times in our lives, we have these expectations of how our life should go and how our life should look. That we get become deflated and don't understand when it doesn't happen that way. I went to work this week expecting to be able to drive the same school bus I drove last year expecting that my air conditioning on my bus would work, expecting that we wouldn't have to play, um, I'm trying to think of the right term, have to change out buses because one bus had broken down and this one needed that fixing. And, um, you know, it's when we put our trust in things that are not of the Lord, especially material items. We trust that the vehicle that we get into every day to get us to and from work is going to function properly if we are maintaining it well. 
and my husband's vehicle, it broke down and like all the lights went off on Thursday and we couldn't figure it out. And we you know, had to take it to the mechanic and it's going to cost us, you know, almost a thousand dollars to fix it. And, you know, we're trying to sell my parents camper and trying to get, you know, that done. And we are anticipating, expecting our, our contractor to come back to our house this week and start the absolute demolition and renovation of our master bathroom. And if anything has taught me from this past week is that having great expectations is not a bad thing, but the only one we should have high hopes for and believe in a hundred percent is God. Forget ourselves, forget everyone around us because they are going to fail us at some point. And so are we. That's just a reality. There are times where I'm at the gym with my husband and, and I want to lift a certain amount. And I recognize that that day is, it's not going to happen. I'm going to have to come back another day and I need to be okay with that in the moment. There are days when I want to maybe fit into a dress and I can't fit into that dress because it's too small for me. So I need to either find a different dress to wear, find something else to wear, or change the way that I'm living so that I can maybe fit into that dress. Not saying that's a good expectation, not, not saying that's a good um, necessary goal to have. However, these are the kind of everyday today expectations and hopes that we have in our lives. You know, we hope that when we wake up, the water will be running and our laundry will be able to uh, go through a full load without our washer, uh, our washing machine breaking down. We have a lot of, and you know, a lot of these things we take for granted until, of course, we start having trouble with it. But the reality is those are also expectations. We who live in America are super blessed. We have electricity. We have water. We have a roof over our heads. We have um, screened windows. We have glass in our windows. Um, we have, um, special flooring. It's not dirt flooring. There are so many things that we are blessed by and that we have an expectation of a way of life. You know, uh, most American families have at least two vehicles, not always. Um, but sometimes, and that's an expectation that most people have. Uh, when they are living in America and there's, you know, two plus people living in the home. You know, we have the expectation that when we go to the grocery store, we'll be able to buy the groceries that we need for whatever it is we plan on cooking. We have an expectation that Adonai is who he says he is. That his promises are true. I was looking up different Bible verses and a couple came to mind. Romans 5 verses 1 through 5, it says, Therefore, having been made righteous by trusting, we have shalom, or peace, with God through our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Through him we also have gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and boast in the hope of God's glory. And not only that, but we also boast in suffering knowing that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint 
because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Romans chapter 15, 12, and 13. And again, Isaiah says, There shall be a shoot of Jesse, and the one who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles hope. They're talking about Yeshua here. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and shalom in trusting, so you may overflow with hope in the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. There was one other verse that I thought was really poignant in talking about it. And it actually, once again, reminds me of a song by um, Phil Wickham called Living Hope. And you'll find it in 1 Peter, verses 1, sorry, chapter 1. Oh, I'm sorry. This is not what I was looking for. Let's see if I can find it. 1 Peter 1, verse 3. That's what it is. Okay. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, Yeshua the Messiah. In his great mercy, he caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Messiah Yeshua from the dead. So our hope, our living hope, our living expectation is that Yeshua is the Son of God, that he is who he says that he is. That we don't have to look to the right or to the left that we will keep our eyes on him with the expectation that he is who he says he is. And that we learn about how he wants us to walk and live our lives by reading his word and spending time with him each and every single day. I remember reading great expectations in high school and absolutely detesting it. It, it did not feel like it was a very good book, but it also was up there, in my opinion, with Catcher in the Rye, which is another required reading I had to do in high school. It's a terrible book. It's got all sorts of language, and this the kid, the main character, is quite frankly a horrible person. But why did I feel this way? Why did I not like these books? Because I had the expectation when opening these books that the main characters would be good people, which I... I and I, you know what, I'm, it's very vague with the great expectations. I'm pretty sure the main character started out as a good human being. But like the rest of the characters were terrible, which does point to the, the accurate human condition. And the reality is, Erica, these, these people in these books are a reflection, a direct reflection of the human condition. You cannot open the word of God and read a story about a person who was blameless and without sin unless you are talking about Yeshua. He is it. And honestly, that's kind of a good thing. It's promising. It means that God can use even us. God can use me. He can use you. If he can use some of these terrible sinners in the word, he can absolutely use you to further his kingdom and to glorify him. If we go in with the expectation of Lord, use me saying, Lord, I'm willing and ready to do your will. Burn anything in me that needs to be burnt out. Cleanse me of any of my sins. Point out my flaws so that I become more like you and less 
like me. Because the expectation for those who are looking at believers and are not believers is that we have it all together. That we think that we are holier than they are and that we are perfect people. And we need to change that perception, change that expectation, say, no, I'm just like you. I just have a savior that I lean on, that I allow to guide me in the way that he would want me to walk and not in the way that I want to walk. It's like when you are married to someone and you have, or maybe even better, you're getting married to somebody, you're dating someone and you have these expectations. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't have any expectations. You absolutely should have standards. But you might have expectations. Say, you know, you're getting married and you have an expectation that this man is going to do the dishes and take out the trash. That's going to be his job when you get married. You may want to talk to him about that before you get married. You may want to talk to him about every aspect of your relationship. Because once you are married, it's a covenant. You are with this person forever. And there may be things about this person that maybe you didn't realize because you did not think you needed to talk about it. Which is why I think marital, premarital counseling is so important. There are so many things you learn about your tentative spouse that you may not have found out any other way. Learn about your own expectations when it comes to yourself. What are your standards in certain areas? Are these standards that you're willing to compromise depending on the situation or the person? Or are these standards saying, no, this is as far, this is where the bar is at and I'm not going any lower? Each and every day, we each have expectations that we try to live by and even expect of others. I walked into my work having expectations and unfortunately due, due to malfunctioning equipment, things did not run as smoothly as I would have liked on the first week of school. Now I'm believing things will get better. I'm believing that buses will be repaired. But you know what? If it doesn't, God is still good and he's still in control. So instead of getting worked up about it, I need to take a step back and say, you know what, Lord, I had this expectation. Please forgive me. Help me to rely on you and only put my hope and trust in you. Thank you, Lord, that I have this job. Thank you, Lord, that I have my colleagues that I work with that I love. Thank you that I have a school that I work for that has the children's best interests at heart. Anything and everything you can think of.
I know sometimes we're always sitting around and just expecting for something amazing, I guess. But sometimes the most amazing things can come in very small packages and things that you might miss if you're not looking for them. So what I, I would encourage you this week to have your eyes open and look for maybe things that you didn't realize you had expectations about. And make sure, just like I'm trying to make sure that my expectations line up with what Adonai has for my life and what Adonai wants from me. Now, as I do every single week, I will leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. <laughs> You saw the night and of a liquor, Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace, I pray. Amen. May you all have a blessed week. And remember to continue to have our living hope in Yeshua, Ruach HaKodesh, and Adonai. Shavuot Tov. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike. Amazon Mike, Amazon Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.